Have you been sabotaging future use time? Oh, this is something so many of us do. So many of us fall into the trap of not just sabotaging our future selves, but specifically sabotaging her time. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. So let's talk about what this might look like for you and how you do the opposite of sabotage, which is do a favor for future you instead. Here's a really common one. Um, Do you ever set your alarm and then totally ignore it? Maybe hit snooze multiple times? Or if you're like Mel and you don't want to disturb your partner in the bed, then you just turn the alarm off and you're like, I'm just going to lay here for five more minutes and it'll be fine. 45 minutes later, you wake back up. (laughs) So theoretically, you are setting an alarm because past you decided what time you needed to get up, whether that was so you would have time to exercise, do a morning routine, actually get through your routine without feeling super stressed out. Maybe you needed to leave at a certain time. Theoretically, past you, set the alarm for a reason. So what's the opposite of ignoring your alarm? How do you do a favor for future you? And and let me say this, past Mel sets the alarm Tired Mel turns it off, sleeps for 45 minutes, and then the consequence is I'm like stressed because now I have 45 minutes less in my morning than I planned, okay? If you're falling into that time sabotage cycle, the opposite of hitting snooze or turning off the alarm would probably be getting up, just getting out of bed. I know it's simple, but it is, I feel like sometimes one of the more difficult things that I do in the day. Lately, I haven't been setting an alarm and I've just been getting up when I feel like it. But in the times in my life when I do need to set the alarm, I use Mel Robbins five second rule to get myself out of bed. It's one of the only times in my life I really need the five second rule, but here's how it works. You count down from five and then you do the thing. So I'm laying there and I'm laying there. And the second I go, Mel, five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. I do it. I just get up and I get moving. Now, maybe the favor you need to do for yourself is to stop setting an unrealistic alarm. If you're setting the alarm so that you have 45 minutes of snooze time, what would it be like if you just set it for 45 minutes later and actually got quality sleep for 45 minutes instead of sleep that's interrupted every eight minutes while you wake up and turn off the alarm. Try it. Try it and see what happens. And if you're really worried you're going to oversleep, set a secondary alarm somewhere across the room. If my husband is not home, I will set the alarm across the room so that I can't just reach over and turn it off. Although sometimes middle of the night, Mel will get up and go to the bathroom and turn it off for me. So 
The alarm struggle. It's real. If you struggle, you are not alone. But stop sabotaging future use time with your alarm. Either set a more realistic time or actually get out of bed when it goes off. Five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. Now, are you sabotaging future use time when it comes to refusing to make a plan? I'm one of those people that I love um, time freedom. I I will often say, you know, that so-and-so is not the boss of me and I do what I want with my time. I'm a natural rebel. Not everybody's that way. And it is a little bit of a challenge to be that way in case you were wondering. Yes, it is a challenge. Um, but any time that I have gotten into the habit of making a plan, and I like to do my plans like big picture, then weekly picture, and then daily picture. When I get into the habit of making a plan, whether it's for my work, whether it's for my meal plan, whether it's when I'm going to exercise, I am always much better at getting those things done. I am less likely to get lost. I'm less likely to get exhausted from decision fatigue. I'm more likely to work on my priorities because theoretically I made the plan when I was clear headed and actually had my priorities in mind. And I was not in the muddle, middle, middle muddle of my day trying to go, okay, well, like, what do I need to do next? What's the biggest priority? So maybe your refusal to plan is stealing some of future youth time and energy because you're wasting time making decisions and often making maybe not the best decisions with what to do with your time. And speaking of not making the best decisions, um, a lot of times when we don't plan, we will fall into the habit of sabotaging ourselves by being busy instead of productive, by reacting instead of acting, by working on what seems, um, seems important in the moment. So a great example of this would be like your email inbox. The emails are coming in and just, you know, it's so easy to just react, 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 react. And when you feed the email beast, guess what? You get more and more and more and more emails because people are like, oh, it's basically like instant messaging. We'll just go back and forth now for the next 45 minutes. Whereas if you just let that email sit till they weren't also on top of their inbox, you could answer it later thoroughly and let that be the end of the conversation. A lot of times we will react instead of act because reacting is easier. It is easier to answer the inbox, to look at the social media, to check the DMs. It's easier to do all those things than to actually take your list, your priorities and go, okay, I am going to work on this project because it is a top priority. It is something that's going to move the needle. If you wanna stop falling into this trap of being busy, but not productive with your time, then you've gotta work on things that actually make a difference, that actually move the needle. If your dream is to start a podcast, what moves the needle? Recording episodes, that's a needle mover. Um, playing around with your artwork hmm, doesn't necessarily ever get you a podcast up because you can have artwork and no podcast. If it is exercise related, well, what moves the needle when it comes to your dream of running a 5K? Actually running. Not scheduling the 5K. Not buying running clothes. 
not buying shoes. Those things might be important. And if you want, want to run the 5K, eventually you have to sign up for it. But the thing that moves the needle in your ability to actually run the 5K is the exercise. It is going running. So maybe you're sabotaging future you by reacting instead of acting, by being busy instead of being productive. Are you sabotaging future you by waiting for motivation to show up? <laughs> motivation. She is never there when we need her. Urgh. Speaking of running, do you want to know when I feel motivated to run? And I am working my way back up to being able to do a 5K. That is a goal that I have right now. Um, I feel motivated about 15 minutes into a 30-minute run. That's when I feel motivated to do it. For the first 15 minutes, I am doing a combination of positive self-talk. Okay, Mel, you're in it now. All you got to do is keep going. Good job, self. You, you, you're out here. You're doing it. And um, combating negative self-talk like, oh my gosh, do I weigh a thousand pounds? I feel like I'm moving a thousand pounds around. Why is this so hard? It's so hard. No, good job, self. Keep going. That's what it's like to be inside my head. <laughs> and then about 15 minutes in, I start feeling motivated because I'm actually warmed up and I'm over the halfway point in the little app that I'm using. Couch to 5K says, you're halfway there. Keep going. I'm like, well, shoot, if I'm already halfway, I, I can keep going. Thanks, runicorn. I'm going to keep going. So you might be sabotaging future you and future use time by waiting for motivation to show up. Motivation is not gonna show up when you need her. Motivation shows up when you're already doing the thing most of the time. What you need instead is to create a habit for future you and for present you. Running is a habit. Getting started on my work right away in the morning is a habit. Um, Baking my coffee, which maybe feeds motivation, that's a habit. Making my plan for the week, that's a habit. Most of what we're talking about is a habit. Don't wait for motivation to show up. Instead, build habits that get you closer and closer and closer and closer to your goals. If your goal is to open your Etsy store for your pottery business, well, guess what? You need to get into the habit of throwing on the wheel and glazing and and actually putting things up on Etsy because I know that that takes time as well. Okay, so speaking of habits, hmm, here's one way you might be sabotaging future use time. Getting in the habit of getting overwhelmed. Did you know that that's a habit? Yeah, if we're constantly getting overwhelmed, we can be falling into making that our habit. Every day, every week, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I'll never get all this done. Never, never, can't, 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 won't. All these negative words about our to-do list, assigning all this negative emotion to it and getting overwhelmed. If this is you, if this is the kind of sabotage that you engage in, it's time to start getting in the new habit of recognizing the spiral as it starts to happen. Because it is kind of a spiral. You have one thought about being too busy, another thought about feeling a little stressed out. And then next thing you know, you're in full-on overwhelm. And if you're Mel, you're laying on the floor of this office because 
When I get an overwhelm, I freeze. Why don't I go lay in my bed? I don't know. It's always the floor. Maybe that's because that's where the dog is. She would follow me to the bed, but, you know, I just lay on, I just lay on her bed with her on the floor of this office. So a favor. What's the opposite of getting overwhelmed? Okay, stopping the overwhelm. Start to recognize the spiral. And what's another way we can, we can do a favor for future you and, and keep from getting so overwhelmed? Well, maybe making that plan. We already talked about planning. Maybe it's about having a positive work-related habit wherever it is you get overwhelmed. If it's the laundry that's always overwhelming you, well, how do you make a positive habit that every evening you, you catch up on a little bit of laundry? You fold a few things instead of waiting for eight loads to pile up on Saturday. Maybe the eight loads do pile up on Saturday, but then you work your way through them all week so that at least you're to a fresh start the next Saturday before you do the eight loads again. Okay. Now, when I asked you if you were sabotaging future use time, there is a chance that you said yes and you already knew that I was going to say this one. Are you procrastinating? Are you a procrastinator? Do you put things off till later? It's okay if you do because I am a recovering procrastinator, so I feel you. But this is one of the greatest forms of sabotage. When we procrastinate, we decide what future us is going to have to do with her time. When you procrastinate, you steal future you's freedom of choice. No, she cannot go to the movies because you put off this big project. Now she's got to do it. No, she cannot sit and relax and color in the evening because you didn't start work until later in the day because you were procrastinating all morning. That's what used to happen to me. I used to procrastinate all morning, work late, go to bed late, get up late, procrastinate all morning, work late, go to bed late. <sighs> Get up late, procrastinate all morning. It was a bad cycle and I didn't like it. Not only did I procrastinate on a daily basis, I also procrastinated on big projects. If it wasn't due in the next day or so, I wasn't even that stressed about it. Well, no, that's not true. I was stressed about it, but I didn't actually take action on any of my stress. Finally, one day, I was working last minute, on something that was due, about to be overdue, big project, just like I had done every paper in school, just like I had done for my entire career with work deadlines, with freelancing, working on the big thing. And I thought, I hate this feeling. I hate this feeling. I am like stressed out. I'm panicking. My stomach is in knots. I, I'm almost visual, visibly shaking with how much adrenaline is running through my body right now. And of course, one thing after the next, after the next, after the next is going wrong because I don't have time to deal with any of them because I have less time than I need to do this thing as long as I don't sleep for the next 12 hours and I just get it done. And that was when I finally realized Future Mel does not want to feel that way anymore. I do not like that feeling. I hate it. And I started to equate it a little bit like, 
And if you don't drink, you know, this example is not going to resonate with you. But being hungover. Have you ever been so hungover that you lay there in bed and you swear you will never drink again? I will never drink again. I do not like the room spinning. This is awful. I had plans for this morning and now I can't do them because I'm hungover. Well, guess what? I really don't get drunk anymore because I don't like that feeling either. What I started to do with procrastination was I said, you know what? That feeling is so awful. So awful. I am willing to learn to work in advance to avoid feeling it anymore. And I did. I did learn to stop procrastinating because the more I started turning things in early and working ahead of a deadline, I started to get almost addicted to the positive, peaceful feeling of of not shaking with adrenaline because I've, I've waited so long to do something and oh my gosh, everything is going wrong and I'm never going to get this done in time. I never want to feel this way again. Instead, I really latched onto that positive feeling of being ahead. The other thing that helped me with procrastination was realizing that I wasn't achieving any of my big dreams because I couldn't work ahead. I couldn't I couldn't work without a stressful deadline. That was the lie I was telling myself. So I spent a long time wanting to write a book and never actually able to do it because I was too much of a procrastinator. And I would even tell people like, if I could write a book in a whole day, in one day, I could probably do it because that's just how I work. That's just how I work. Guess what? I decided I didn't want to just be able to work that way anymore. And I latched on to that positive, peaceful feeling of working ahead and the feeling of making progress on something that mattered to me, like writing a book. And I latched on to those feelings instead of that feeling of like, oh, I'm so stressed, but this is the only way I can work. And I let go of that lie. So what's the opposite of procrastinating? Working ahead. If you're like past Mel and you are a lifetime procrastinator, start small. Start with things that you would normally procrastinate that are tiny. For me, it would be like making phone calls. Put the, put it on your list and do it that day. I remember one time being with my aunt and I was such a procrastinator and she was like, oh, we should call this person and ask this question. And then she immediately picked up the phone and did it. And I was like, whoa. You're not even going to procrastinate for like five minutes before you do it. (laughs) That's probably when I started to realize that procrastination was really running my life. So start small. Maybe you clean the litter boxes a day early when you would normally procrastinate for five days before you did it. My cats get really upset if I wait that long. So if you are falling into these traps, of sabotaging future use time, ask yourself, what's a favor I could do for future me instead? Whether it's with the alarm, whether it's refusing to plan, whether it's being busy instead of productive, whether you're waiting for motivation to show up, you're in the habit of getting overwhelmed, or you are a procrastinator, please believe me, it is possible to change. It is possible to stop 
sabotaging future use time and start learning some positive habits and some positive favors for yourself. If you want to dive deeper into this topic, I do have a free class, which you can get at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash sabotage. And you can take the free class to learn to stop sabotaging future you in not just your time, but multiple areas of your life. And I also have a, a free habit tracker and some planner pages that go with that class. But the last thing I want to remind you is blaming past you is just more sabotage. So if any of this resonated with you, and I hope it didn't, but if any of it is triggering you to beat yourself up a little bit and to mentally be like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm just constantly sabotaging myself past me, always screwing me over, boo. Blaming past you is not going to help. Learn from your mistakes. But don't let yourself fall into that blame cycle because it's just more sabotage. Just start doing some favors for future you and you will you will be shocked with how quickly you can start to turn this around. And again, that free class is at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash sabotage. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.